Hey, I'm Toby. And I'm Larry. Welcome to How Does That Sound? Sleep, mommy and daddy are ready to chat. What's up? What's good? How are you doing? I'm doing good, and just I can't wait to go to bed. Like, I can't wait to clear my bed. Yeah, this is the last time I think before I go to bed. Um, it was a fun day though. I think it was a good family day. Yeah. Walk down the street. Denman. Yeah, Denman Street. Yeah. It was a car-free day, right? That's what's called. Yeah. Yeah, so and we had this nice coin. Oh. Yeah, it was hot. Like yeah. that that's what made it really nice. It was hot. I don't know, it was not that hot. It was just so good. Like it reminded me of Nigeria. Yeah, I mean I think the only thing that could be better than that is if it was burnt. Burnt corn is I think you should say roasted. <laughs> that's what it's called, roasted corn. Okay, yeah, roasted corn. <laughs> I mean it's always black. Like, <laughs> that's like the best kind of con or cob. Yeah, but it was good though. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah, and another thing that was good was the response that we got from episode one to everyone who reached out to us and who commented or gave us some feedback from episode one. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. I feel like this is something new. I'm, I'm more of a writer or I'm more of a visual person. But like, yeah, doing audio is something that has not really explored as much. So like getting people's feedback, getting people's reactions, very good. We had a very decent number of downloads actually from the first episode. And yeah. so thank you to oh, everyone yeah. who listened. Yeah, people send messages to me as well. People that I didn't even expect, to be honest, to listen. Like, it's like, oh, wow, I love podcasts. I'm, doing, I'm definitely going to listen to this. Yeah. And um, I think for me, like, I've never really done anything like this. So it was heartwarming to see, like, all the messages. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. It was very encouraging. Yeah. What was your favorite feedback? Well, yeah, someone sent me a message. And she was just talking about how she loved how, like, like real, like, the conversation sounded like it was just down to earth. And she was laughing at you, actually. Your whole fashion, like what you were saying. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody actually liked that. So that was funny. But yeah, I think that was one of the favorite responses. That made me smile. People reached out commenting about the idea that black is a sad color. Like some people actually did went to do some research to find out like where that started from. Oh, um, yeah, that's So that I like the fact that people actually step to it is to look into that because i was actually curious and people it seems like people are curious too um, i think someone sent a link about it's connected somehow to like the royal family right yeah i think that there are different conflict different stories though different narratives some say things Victoria. so much i think about the back from the bible days um i don't know i don't know which one is true wearing sackcloth i thought you know i actually thought that was like 
real sack. Oh my god. <laughs> like, what do you mean, real sack? Like, you know, sack now. You have ever seen a sack? What is a sack? Not like, like I know what the sack bag is like the bag like, like the bag in Nigeria like those sacks I don't know how to explain brown yeah like yeah, yeah. that's what I thought the Bible meant I'm sure the material is similar but it was a sack in brown yeah um there were different opinions and articles out there that you know people looked up that I saw something people are curious about something I'm curious about but yeah I appreciate I appreciate the fact that people actually felt that was something they wanted to look into. Um, yeah. That was my favorite feedback. I think just sparking conversations um, is something that's. I think it's good, good that people are actually not also taking our word, like, and they're doing their own research. I think that's nice. Like, don't just take everything you hear and just. Oh yeah, of like, course. Like checking we, your yeah. own yourself to like. Of course, we don't we don't know everything. We're not yeah. positioning ourselves as people who know everything. In fact, the entire idea of these conversations is to learn something um, from each other. But like, but like speaking of like learning something, as since we're talking about feedback, I feel like this is the right time to call this. How do you deal with like feedback from clients? Because I, I know you worked with some clients now for for your new business. I worked with clients in different ways, um, and sometimes when clients give feedback, it can either be a good thing, especially feedback like that. Oh, we want something. They want to change something or feedback will actually be something that is entirely different from what you had initially planned. And so now you have to like completely go in a different direction. How do you deal with that kind of feedback in your work as a fashion stylist? That's very interesting because it's an area that I'm learning to I'm learning. Even like outside of like work, like personally, I'm learning. Like this is something I'll have to do with a lot with other people because of the nature of the business. So I think I would say I'm still growing. That's what I say, right? How I'm growing in that is like telling myself that the fact that someone gives me a feedback does not take away my ability to do the work. That's something that I'm intentionally trying to tell myself. I know I know the root of why I don't like feedback, right? I didn't have validation so much, so I know that's the root. So now I'm learning to validate myself and then tell myself, even if the feedback is negative, it doesn't mean I'm not a creative person. It doesn't mean I don't have good designs. It's not the end of like the business. It's just for that moment. So now I just have to pick, okay, why is feedback negative? So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. There are a bunch of things there, Senia. So wait, so one you struggle with receiving feedback mm-hmm. and you think the reason why you struggle with receiving feedback is because you've not been validated or like you've not received validation in the past or what exactly? Yeah, so like I didn't grow up with so much, oh, you're so good, you're an outstanding student or like oh, academic, you're yeah. excellent, not even academic, like oh, just Word of affirmation, yeah. simple as word of affirmation. Oh, wow, that's so, like, not so much. You hear more, then you, so you, you, that area is lacking. But then when something is not right, you're quick to hear, oh, how you didn't do well in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're, you're in the midst of, like, all the things that are not working, right? So those little things to have feedbacks, you get? Yeah. That's how feedback starts. So now, growing up, being in a space where 
okay, I'm in the real world and I have to receive feedback, it's hard. Okay, I think I get what you're saying. So you're, you're used to receiving negative feedback. To an extent. Not necessarily constructive, but negative feedback. Okay. And so because of that, you, you now are a bit more averse to, yeah, to any, the feedback generally just because you've been used to negative feedback yeah. over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's not nice, not all. But, but, but so what do you do then? Like, what do you do when a client comes to you and say, hey, this style is not working. Um, you know what I'm looking for. I'm not even sure about what we're doing here. How do you react? Like knowing what you know about yourself and you also being in a place where you're being intentional about validating yourself and telling yourself that, you know what, I know what I'm doing here and I know what gifts I have when it comes to passion styling. So how do you respond to a client that comes to you? And I know that this has happened. Well, not exactly the way I just said it, but I know like clients have come back and said, at least one client I know have come back and said that, oh, they want to go in a different direction. So how do you, how did you respond or how do, would you typically respond in that scenario? Because, so because I'm learning to write it myself, most times I tell the person I will, I'm, uh, I'll, I will look into it yeah. and I'll get back to you. And then to avoid um, miscommunication, I actually choose to hop on a call and then I begin to ask questions. So I'm learning to ask questions like, so why do you think we should do this? So yeah. this from the beginning, this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. So why are we switching? So I can get their own perspective. Yeah. And then when I get their own perspective, then I I think like now I'm so that's something I actually learned recently. Um to kind of like pass my own feedback in a very suggestive manner and allow the person to decide. I actually learned this from you. From me. Yeah. But that's another story from already. Like see how because like you're 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 a leader at work, right? So I see how I think one day you were telling me something. And I said, oh, that's smart. So I picked it up from you. But that's a story for another day. Cool. Yeah, so I I decided to put it into practice. And I think it worked though, because ask questions, not to like not completely like no, like not completely like shut the client off and like no, I know what I'm doing. Like also like let's have a conversation together. So I'm trying to change my perspective instead of having like all butting heads. And I know in business what they tell you the clients are always right. So Yeah, I don't think that's true. But <laughs> you have to kinda of like Yeah, I mean I understand the sentiment behind that statement. Uh, the client is always right, the customer is always right. I think essentially he's just trying to say that you want to leave the best impression on your client at all times. Even regardless of how the relationship ends. Like whether they end up working with you all the way to the end or they decide to like stop working with you at some point. Like you want to make sure that you leave a good taste in your mouth. I feel like that's the main sentiment behind a statement. But I don't think it's right necessarily when it comes to like the details of the work. I I think that's supposed to be a collaborative thing as as a service provider, you're bringing a certain level of expertise. The customer is coming with the idea, but most of the time, these ideas are not polished. They're like raw ideas. Mm-hmm. Some of them might be scattered. 
And your job as a service provider is refine it, like take take those ideas, add your knowledge, add your research, your experience, everything. It's like refine those ideas and restructure those ideas so that it can actually be something that is tangible. Uh, and at the end of the day, that thing that you come up with might be entirely different from what the customer was thinking at the beginning. But at the end of the day, that might actually be what's best for the customer. So I think it's more of a collaborative process than something that leans towards more of what the service provider wants or what the customer wants. I think it's something they have to come together and then work together to produce something good. So the main, the main sentiment behind that statement, I understand it, but when you boil it down to some of the details, I don't think it's always right. Trust me, I agree because I, I worked um, in customer service. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that some customers are crazy. <laughs> some people are crazy. <laughs> and they need Jesus. Mm. I'm sorry, but no, like, I'm joking here, but like, yeah. No, you're so, correct. Some people are really difficult. And no matter, like, there's zero room for collaboration. Like, Especially if it's over the phone, right? If it's over the phone, like, people, because you can't see the person I'm talking to. So, like, if you're speaking to someone over the phone trying to give them some feedback or you're complaining about something, just because you can't see the person, all you're doing on your own end is pouring out your frustration into the phone. But then there's someone on the other side of the phone that's listening to you and soaking all of it, and they have to respond or they have to live and deal with the situation somehow. With that, like, how have you received feedback? Because you've worked longer, like, in some of the things that you do. And so have you navigated that? I think when I was, I'm still very young, for sure. But I would say like maybe six, seven years ago, maybe when I was just beginning to write professionally and maybe an editor would criticize something I worked on, I think I was very quick to just say yes. Like that was always my first response. Yes, you're right. I'm just going to change it exactly how you said it. Like were you desperate to just... No, I think I just had the position that these people giving me the feedback knew better than I than I did. And I did definitely did because I was a newbie. I was I don't have any like proper academic or structured background when it comes to writing. Like so I was learning on the job or learning like along the way, like picking up things and applying it into my work. So I was open to just any feedback from anywhere. Like if someone has done something that I haven't done, tells me that what I did wasn't well done and I said this in a different way, I'm like, fine. I worked with clients too. If the client came and came to me and said, oh, they want to go in a different direction, I would just say yes. One, I, I did that for two reasons. One, I don't want to lose the client, so I'm going to try my best to like appease the client. And two, I figured I was still learning the ropes. So I was like, I wanted to just learn from the experience with that client regardless. So I did the idea to get the work done and learn from the experience. That was the main thing. So that was at the beginning. I think at the beginning, I was just yes to feedback from wherever and wherever, regardless of my opinion. But as I grew in my craft and in my knowledge was not able to start analyzing feedback from a broader perspective like 
I learned how to like, take information that people will send me, like whatever their feedback was, put some space between that information and my reaction. I tell them, I'll get back to you. Let me think about it. This is a good idea, but I'll think about it a bit more. I'll come back to you and we can decide what to do. Point blank, sometimes telling people I don't know what the answer is, but give me a day and I'll come back to you with what I think the answer should be. So I just put a gap between the information and my response. So I will go back and do more research and I'll come back with research to either support that feedback or to dispute the feedback. Why? Like, do people take advantage of you and then you learn to that? Because I believe you're saying yes to everyone. Like, people actually take advantage of, oh, yeah, I told you, like, always, yes, you do everything. At the beginning, like, yeah. when I first started, yeah, yeah, at the beginning, like, I was just saying yes to any feedback. And, yeah, it's possible people took advantage of people. If you know I'm going to just say yes, then you might as well just come and do what, say whatever you want so to like say. What to was, them. like, the turning point for you to actually put that, okay, I'm going to take Pause and then come back, and just how you explain it. Probably the turning point was two things. I didn't like the work that was being produced. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I would take the feedback just because I just want to get it done, and because I didn't think I was in the position to dispute the feedback just yet. When the work was eventually done, I would look at them like, this is not mm-hmm. well done. And yeah. This is not, yeah, this is some of it is. This is not something that I want to put my name on. This is something that I think um, was my best effort. So I think after that happened a few times, I'm like, no, if I'm going to put my name on something, it needs to be well done, it needs to be better. Um, and so that became more intentional with, you know, with analyzing feedback instead of just responding immediately. And also, like, it, it's, it's more energy consuming sometimes when you just keep saying yes. Obviously, like, like you keep... You're the one that has to go out and revise things and make changes, and when in fact you probably don't need to because the feedback could be false. So it's more I'm, I'm the one spending all my energy doing all the work that probably doesn't need to be done. So all it takes is just a little bit of research to know that okay, yeah, this is not what I should be doing. Like, I shouldn't be spending my time on this. So yeah, I think this really. And do you have a question? Point. For you, I don't know if you can remember. There was a book that you wrote. I don't know which one. I don't know if it's the third one or the first one that someone actually sent you. And it was an email on Instagram telling you how um she didn't like the book. I remember that feedback and how she felt like the book is too. Like, I don't know. She said that I really can't remember, but you shared with me, and I'm like, oh wow. But I don't think we ever. Like, maybe we spoke about it, like, and I can't remember, but I'm curious to know, okay, handling feedback after hours, days, months of, like, putting in work, like, doesn't that get you? Can you remember the feedback? I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. The truth is, I, I, I definitely got feedback like that. Um, so, the five more than one person over email over like a DM somewhere. So yeah, I'm sure like those things, that, that happened. So this thing in my books, the books are written at the moment, the novellas, I, I don't think of them as my best work because I know I can do a lot better on that. I think I, those books were a challenge to myself to write something. Yeah, but then this is humble beginning, right? No, no, but, but I'm going to get to the point here I'm making, mm-hmm. right? 
So I think I don't, I, I'm just saying that because I don't owe them in the highest regard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like this is precious work. No one can ever criticize it. Like, this is like a masterpiece. I actually don't come like, this was just like something. To just start. To start to like flex my muscles and see what I can actually do and learn from it and grow from it. I don't, so that's how I see them. Like, they're open to criticism, they're open to feedback either way because this is someone that is learning his craft. And sometimes I tell people not to buy the books, honestly, even to today. I do, I feel like, don't bother buying this book. But, but when I get, when I, when I got feedback like those ones, the first thing that will come to my mind is like, the book is not for you. Mm-hmm. The person gave me the feedback. I never, I don't think I ever doubted like what I can do when it comes to writing. So if someone gave me feedback and said, you know, the book was dark, uh, maybe it wasn't, it didn't really drive a message or there was no coherent message in the book or something. Uh, the first thing I'll think of, it was probably not for you. But let's say it was for you, and let's say I tried and didn't do a good job of writing in a way that engages you well, right? The person giving the feedback. I'll just think that I'm like, cool, that's one more thing for me to learn because, again, I'm figuring the thing out. And part of the reason I'm doing it is to see how people engage with it, see what I do right and what I don't do right, and then learn from it. So I, I kind of just took some of those things that are like a, a part of the learning experience. There was someone at a church I went to who bought the book, and she gave the book to her daughter because for some reason she started with a children's book or something. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know which of the books this was. Oh my One of the churches that, like, it was a church I went to. Too much for I don't know, I can't remember. I think I thought I was a teenager. I don't know how old. And this might have been, I don't know what book this was, but this might have been no, Burger Steer or something that like that. Yeah, but there's a sex scene in one of those books. And so it's probably the one that has sex scenes. I think all of them have sex scenes, to be fair. But so the woman basically, I think she was like the leader of the choir, where the church. So, so like after church one of the days, like we're talking and she was just like, oh, um, the book, she bought my book and she's really sad that she did because she didn't know it was very graphic because her daughter read it and her daughter was some things in there um, that I should have let her know that it was this graphic and all that. So she wouldn't have like done that, bought the book and given the book to her daughter. And I felt like in that moment, um, she was expecting an apology from me. <laughs> but I did not apologize. I was like, oh, oops. Yeah, it's not for kids. It's for like adults, like people who are able to understand certain concepts, like not for kids for sure. They're psychological thrillers. Some of them are scary stuff. Um, there's stuff about suicide in some of them. So you don't want kids to read it for sure. Um, and I think there are disclaimers in the book somewhere. So I just said that to her. Uh, but she was, but she continued and she, she continued talking about it and she was basically just saying that a person who identifies as a Christian shouldn't be writing that book, a book like that. So that's the kind of feedback that someone can give me. And if I want to take that feedback seriously, I wouldn't write any book again because all the books I'm going to write will probably have sex sense in there, will probably be graphic, will probably be psychological. That's an interesting conversation, actually. Yeah, I know, but, but well, so I guess what I'm just saying like the feedback is always like subjective, right? And so you have to like, first of all, separate the feedback from yourself, look at where the feedback is coming from and the person's perspective for giving the feedback. 
and then see if there's anything in that feedback that you can carry with you or not. Like, if anything you can learn from it, uh, maybe I need to put my disclaimers to be more pronounced or something so people know before they read books and so they don't give it to their kids. Um, yeah, so just, just, just kind of learn from it. It's interesting, but yeah. But like, what I'm getting from you is that first, like, you're kind of like giving yourself grace to know where you are. You're not putting so much into, like, you're not carrying the book like so tightly that anything that is being said to you can just break you. Do you get? So I'm getting that from you, which is which is, I mean, it's a good mindset. And I feel like if you're going to, if I think writers, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like writers, that's the betrayal of what we need to do. Like, we need to separate ourselves from the work because whenever we write something and put it out there, no matter what shape or form we're putting it out, and no matter what kind of writing, even songwriting or poetry, like, it doesn't matter, you make it open to criticism. And so I think there's a certain level of detachment that needs to happen between you and the work so that you don't take the right the, the response as or the feedback as a a judgment on your own character or on your own ability it, it, i think as writers generally we just need to separate ourselves from the work sometimes i don't even think it comes down to only writers basically like what i'm getting or we're all saying is if you're in the space of like creating content or putting anything like any work out there there has to be boundaries of separating yourself and then your work yeah so yeah yeah i mean yeah i think the more feedback you get the better Better. hopefully you're able to deal with it generally like uh like good feedback that like praises you right is great because it validates what you're doing right which is wonderful I think yeah, you're right. It's also important for us to like validate ourselves, um, like first, even before we get that external validation. Because so let's flip it. What if you have to give feedback? Because sometimes you work with photographers or you work with um, like a, a brand that you have to like get some outfit from designer, designer stuff like that. So now, what do you? Because you're outsourcing those things, things right? You're working with those. You're collaborating with those people. And then you have to give them feedback. Like, what do you think is the best way to give feedback to people? So now putting yourself on the other side of the conversation. You know that for the longest time, I used to be so... <laughs> I used to worry. About? Giving feedback to people. Like, I would literally, like, let's say, for example, I'm to give you yeah. feedback and tell you that I didn't like this book. I would start thinking, like, so if I tell Toby now, is he going to be okay? Is he going to go to bed sad? I think it's a good thing to an extent that you are nice, but then it was too much. And so that used to make me very quiet and not like say how, you feel. how I feel yeah. just immediately. But then I think it's back to the model that I said I picked from you, like seeing you like with your co-workers. Like, now it's more of like, let's have a conversation I hear from you. And then I suggest, so I don't come off as I expected better from you. Like, I don't know if I would go that extreme, but kind of like, oh, I, I, okay, I get where you're coming from. I actually think it's smart. Like, I like the idea. But no, okay, I don't think we should use the word but actually. I feel like by the time you say, oh, I like, oh, I like this, I like that, it's actually so good. And you put but, it just demoralizes the person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I That's like this, I like that. 
However, um, what do you think about this approach? Like, I think I'm lean, I'm being to lean towards that a bit, like because everyone, right? Like, it's a, especially like for what I do, like it's a very creative environment, and so everyone is like thinking. Like, photographer is seeing one thing, you know. The designer is seeing a whole like someone who is like designing the outfit, like helping to like sew it is seeing something completely different, especially when you have to work with like different fabrics and fabrics are very, very hard to work with. And then me, I'm coming from the aspect of trying to visualize it on the person, you get, and all the things. So everyone actually has a valid point. So now, as you said, it's like kind of like team of how do you work here? Kind of like in marriage, <laughs> in marriage setting, right? Yeah. Like you just have to find a way to meet in the middle. Yeah. I, I, I saw what you're saying. I think the method you're talking about but it's what some people call the sandwich method where they kind of layer the response in a way that they start with the good and then they go to the bad and then they finish it up with something good. So the bad is sandwiched in between two good not really. responses. No, that's not what you're suggesting, yeah. but that's what you're saying that you've seen people do. Yeah. Before. But you are saying that you think the best way is to be a bit more suggestive in the way you're responding. Yeah. Like, let people feel like they have the decision to make on what they want to do with the feedback. Like, you're not really being extra direct with them and telling them this is exactly what you need to do. But you're just opening up, giving them, like, showing them that you have, this is a possible part, and yeah. you have full control over if you want to go down this path or not. Yeah, but then now listening to you say, I'm thinking of the time right? in a situation whereby I know my name is going to be on that. Right. Thing, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's the best to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I like, so I get when you're putting, like, thinking about it right now, like, that's not like a nice approach, but I know that every situation will differ a bit. Yeah. But, like, I think this model kind of like helps a bit. So, the suggestive model, you Yeah. I mean, that method could be costly when it comes to time because yeah. you may not have the time to wait for them to figure it out. So I get I get what you're saying. I have definitely tried that in some scenarios mm-hmm. where the person I was working with, I felt like, okay, you know what? You just, you just need like a little nudge in the right direction and they will figure it out. So I kind of just suggested a few things and let them decide what path they wanted to take. So in, it's, a, it's an understander. But I feel like, and I definitely don't like the sandwich method, the one of good, bad, good. I, I feel like it's not genuine. Yeah, I think it's not good, actually. You're kind of lifting, someone's, lifting someone up, then bringing them down, then trying to like cradle them to feel a bit better by wrapping on top of something good. So I just try and I struggle to be direct. Honestly, when I was a lot younger, <laughs> when I was younger, sure. Like, again, I'm still young, but like seven years ago or so, I feel like I was very blunt in my response and in my feedback to people. I was like, I was just like, this is crap. This is what we're doing. I'm not interested in this. You can do better. Let's, 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 let's be serious. 
but I don't think I'll blunt to everyone. I think I'll blunt to people that actually care about. Not to me. I think you're blunt to everyone. Really? Yeah, you were blunt to everyone. You... That that yeah. that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Over time, I think you yeah, have become a bit more diplomatic. Now, the first thing I do, I I I choose my battles. If it's not worth responding to again, I wouldn't. If or if it's something where like okay, there's some time to resolve this. Like I'll, I'll I'll go through the route of suggesting and like trying to guide people to the right conclusion. Uh, but in a scenario where it's time sensitive, you need to give good feedback. You need to get something done. I actually just go ahead and tell the person that hey, you're going the right direction, but we need to make sure that well, I wouldn't say but I said we're going the right direction. We're on the same page, and we're trying to get to the same place. And I think this is the right way to go. And I'll explain why I think this is the right way to go. It's right way to go because, you know, the data shows this, the stats shows this, like, um, from my experience, this is what we've gotten. Um, this is what our goal is. And if we want to that goal, we need to actually go in this direction. I try to make sure I'm very detailed in that. And then I ask for the response, like, how do you feel about it? What do you think about what I'm, um, I'm proposing? Um, and then, yeah, just... But then it's time sensitive. So why are you still asking them? Because, well, for two reasons, we need to agree to move forward. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't agree, even if they don't fully buy into what I'm saying, I need their engagement in some ways. I need them to show a sign of disapproval or approval. And then you would want them to also write their own reasoning, like why they don't agree. Yeah, because I think it's important for it to be a conversation, Mm -hmm. to be a two-way conversation where they share their perspective, I share my perspective, and you go like that. And ultimately, the reason why I think it's important for them to respond is because I might be wrong. And it's only if I can actually hear from them and hear their perspective that I'll, I can figure out that I'm, oh, I guess I'm wrong. You're probably right. So there needs to be that two-way conversation. So that's what I try to do nowadays. If I'm in a situation where it's time. the project is time-sensitive, we need to work on something and get it done soon, I will tell them that I will just remind them that we're on the same we're on the same team. We're trying to achieve the same goals, and if truly we are, this direction I'm proposing is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Then, like I ask for their response, mm-hmm. and hopefully from their response we can either come to a resolution or yeah, we can figure out what's the next. I'm taking notes for the time sensitive so that I can try that. Yeah, and. and some, sometimes, depending on the person I'm talking to, it may or may not work. So, by the grace of God, <laughs> yeah, some people are difficult to work with. To I want to say that again. <laughs> some people will know that they are like they know, they know it. And some people need time, just like we talked about it. People actually need time to go and think about it before they can come and see like your point of view. So, it's tricky dealing with human being is tricky. I'm not reading a book by Chad Beach, that's his name, right? Oh. Yeah. It's How called Help I Work With People. I'm on like third chapter or something like that. Oh. But yeah, people are trying difficult to work with, so be gentle if, with them. Yeah. We're all good at having boundaries. I think that some things wouldn't be like wouldn't be like a cause for concern. I might be wrong, but that's what I just think. Yeah. Also being open minded to people's opinions and perspective without making it into an, like an actual argument all the time. All right, cool. I think we've discussed a few things today. So probably time to wrap this up. 
and I got to learn more about how you deal with feedback in your business and how I deal with feedback in my own situations. Uh, but we'd love to hear from everyone listening. Um, yeah, we can leave a review or uh, read this episode and even leave a comment wherever you're listening from. Just let us know how you deal with feedback. I want to learn from you too. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And do you have anything else to say? Have a blessed week. Perfect. See you next week. Bye.